Hello and welcome. I am Chakshu Roy and you are watching Laws in the Making on Rajasabha TV. Today on the show we are discussing the National Commission for Indian System of Medicine Bill 2019. Indian System of Medicine includes practices of healthcare such as Ayurveda, Yunani, Siddha and Soripa. The bill establishes a central council of Indian medicine with four autonomous boards to regulate the standards of these four practices. To discuss the bill, I have on the show with me Mr. Ajit Mohan Sharan, former Secretary, Ministry of Ayush, Dr. Devendra Trikunya, President, All India Ayurvedic Congress, and Dr. Raisul Rahman, Professor, Ayurvedic and Yunani Tibia College. The purpose of Indian System of Medicine Bill is to improve access to quality-driven services by establishing a regulatory framework that sets standards for education and practice of Indian System of Medicine. Currently, the Indian system of medicine is regulated by the Indian Medicine Central Council, IMCC. The IMCC is responsible for regulating education standards of Ayurved, Yunani, Siddh and Sovariga. It also maintains a central register of all practitioners of these forms of healthcare in the country. To bring reform to the medical education and delivery of Indian medicine system, the bill seeks to replace the IMCC with the National Commission for Indian System of Medicine. With the increase in the lifestyle disorders like diabetes mellitus, hypertension, obesity, hypercholesteremia, so there is a worldwide resurgence of interest in holistic system of healthcare. It is increasingly understood that no single healthcare system can provide satisfactory answers to all the health needs of modern society. Medical pluralism is here to stay and Ayush, that is Ayurveda, Yunani, Siddha, Homeopathy, Naturopathy sector has a critical role to play in the emerging situation to understand the healthcare needs of modern society. The bill establishes a central council for four autonomous boards with a purpose to reform medical education of Indian system of medicine. It's part of the larger push to reform the medical education of Indian medicine. There is also a proposal to establish National Medical Commission to set up allopathic system of medicine. You know, at least graduation degree is required. And Government of India has started graduation courses in each system of medicine. Uh, known as uh, for Ayurveda, this is Bachelor of Ayurvedic Medicine and Surgery. For Yunani, it is a Bachelor of Yunani System of Medicine and Surgery. For Siddha, Bachelor of Siddha Medicine and Surgery, etc. The National Commission for Indian System of Medicine will regulate all aspects relating to education, medical profession and medical institutions of Indian System of Medicine. To reform the medical education, a common entrance and exit examination will be required for admission. Additionally, a candidate has to clear national exit test to get a license to practice as a medical practitioner of Indian System of Medicine. The National Commission for Indian System of Medicine Bill 2019 was introduced in Rajya Sabha by the Minister of Health and Family Welfare, Sri Jagat Prakash Nadda, on January 7, 2019. The bill has been referred to a standing committee for further recommendations. Mr. Sharan, I wanted to uh, you know, start the program with you. Uh, this is not the first bill. There already is a current existing act which was made in 1970 which regulates the entire space for Ayush. You've been associated with the ministry. So what was the need for bringing a fresh legislation uh, in this case? 
uh, yes, the existing legislation is almost 50 years old now and over a period of time several distortions have crept into the system and especially over the last 10-15 years what we have seen is a kind of a regulatory capture if you may call it one where the different uh, vested interests who are part of the different constituencies they have uh, managed to capture the system. So instead of uh, working out as a self-regulatory mechanism for the profession uh, it's now uh, more of a system which serves a few vested interests alone and the interests of the profession, the interests of the colleges have taken a back seat. So the new legislation brings about more objectivity especially in the composition of the council and the way the institutions and the profession will be governed. Okay. There is a, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Sharan pointed out that there is some kind of a regulatory capture. Will you tell a little bit more about what does he mean by that and you know, what are the different uh, institutions both at the central and the state level which regulate the sector? Actually, if you go in the back, if you see that last 8 to 10 years, why this bill was necessary to be become, as our former Secretary Ajisharanji has said, that there was a lot of, in the colleges, in the standard level, in the education, in the minimum standards, lot of irregularities. And uh, all over India, there was a big voice that there is going to be a big corruption in the Central Council of Indian Medicine. That's why we have requested our Secretary Ajit Monsharanji at that time, even today also and before also, our the Minister and even the Prime Minister, that there should be changes in this act. So that there should be transparency, there should be more uh, quality of education should be more. But as I have seen in this bill, it is, it is not democratic. There should be more peoples from the elected peoples from all over India so that it should be more fruitful. Yeah. So we'll get into the details of that. Dr. Rahman, you're in the academia. Uh, you know, what does the bill prescribe for setting up of education standards, you know, uh, uh, for Ayush? Are you talking about the present bill? Or I'm talking about the present bill, yes. I mean, the bill which has... Uh, the bill that we're currently discussing, yes. Okay. Uh, I feel there are some positive points in this bill, which were not existing in the last bill, I mean, current bill. The first point is, this bill has a provision for teachers, for the appointment of the teachers. There must be a test for the teachers before appointment. That's a national eligibility test for every teacher. So the quality of the teachers in each and every institution will improve and indirectly it will affect the status of the institution of uh, Indian system, number one. And similarly, there is a provision for national intense test at PG level, there is a provision for need for graduation level. So, so many things are there in this bill which will improve the status of education in the Ayush institutions or in a system of medicine institutions. Okay. So, the bill is saying that there is going to be a, a qualification for teachers for to become teachers in this profession and there will be a requirement for students to go through a test both to true, enter true, and also true. to come into the profession. There will yeah. be an entry yeah. and an exit test. Okay. Uh, Mr. Saran, so, uh, you know, with these kind of provisions coming in, what would happen to the existing system which currently exists under the 1970 Act? What would happen to the teachers who are teaching? What would happen to the educational institutions? Uh, well, I mean, it's not that there has been no system till now. There has been a system, but it's got uh, distorted and uh, um, I would say uh, 
uh, these inconsistencies which have crept into it. So, say as far as the teachers are concerned, the qualifications that have already been prescribed and most of the teachers do conform to those qualifications. The new bill will probably put it on a more transparent footing. And similarly, for the approval of new institutions and regulation of existing institutions, there have been standards which have been prescribed. But as uh, Trigunaji was saying, many of these uh, regulations have been diluted over a period of time, not primarily largely on merit, but maybe because of some other inter vested interests, say in terms of the number of teachers required in a college or the facilities required in a college. Many of those provisions over a period have been diluted. So, after if the new, if and when the new uh, legislation comes in place, probably we'll have a fresh look at all those provisions and be a little more objective about the way they are implemented. Okay. Dr. Trigana, can you lay down for us as to what are the authorities or the regulatory institutions that are being set up under the bill? So, I believe there is a national institution and then there will be state uh, regulatory institutions. So, can you talk a little bit about that? That these authorities, which uh, the, this, this bill is going to make, especially from the center and from the state, uh, this uh, education is a state subject, yeah. but it has to be governed by the central law. But this bill, which was there previously, which is now there, has lot of lacunas. So that's why the, the, the members use it for a uh, lot of things. Uh, what uh, I think is that in this, as Dr. Isurmanji has said, it is good for the teachers, but the teachers will have to give a test, then they will be recognized teacher. As the student who will pass from here after the NEET, he will come after the NEET in the exam, then it will be transparency, and then after passing, then he has to give the exam before he practicing. Even in the PG, for the postgraduate, he has to go for the, for the NEET exam, then he will have the test. So, there will be a lot of transparency, and uh, you will get the good students, good teachers, and that will be good education and good research progress. Okay. But who are the people who will be part of these regulatory boards? Because I think you are already part of one of the boards under the 1970 Act. So, at the national level, who are the people who will be part of this board? I am a member of Central Council for a long time. And I have been demanding that because I have seen it see from the inside and from the outside also, that a lot of uh, things are not going well as a uh, part of when we, when we visit the colleges. So, the, it should be, the visitation should be done by the inspectors, the visitation should be done by, by even by the members, but there should be there be a strict clause. Any member or any, any instructor or any teacher who makes uh, after the inspection, the inspection uh, report is not good, then the government should have a right to take action against him. Okay. So, that the quality of inspection should be good and anybody has given a false report then he should be punished also. Dr. Rahman, you are part of an academic community and you are already teaching in a college. you agree with what Mr. Triguna is saying about the I, status I, of I, colleges? I agree with him. And uh, presently, actually in CCIM from three sources, the members are coming. Uh, rather two sources. One is the elected member. The members are being elected by amongst themselves. A person who is having the education a bachelor degree can contest the election if he is registered under any council, right? Number two, the uh, from the university side, some members are coming. Uh, again, there is an election in the faculty, and the members, elected members, comes into there. 
and the third one is nominated by the government. Government itself, itself is nominating about 30 percent of the total elected members. So, this is the situation. But even then, we are facing a lot of problem. Uh, I do not want to call it corruption, but of course, some irregularities are there, number of the irregularities are there and because of there is a need for a new bill in which more trans in, in which by which are, uh, the education and practice of Indian system of medicine can be regulated in more uh, uh, comprehensive manner. Okay. Uh, Mr. Shah, you know, uh, we have been talking about the problem with colleges. Dr. Rahman just pointed out in the current system that there is elections involved. But I think in the bill now, which is going to replace the 1970 Act, there is more nomination uh, onto the central and the state boards. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, in fact, that is one of the main criticisms against the proposed bill that this is uh, almost largely a nominated body and but even can you tell can you yeah. tell a little bit okay. about the body itself okay yeah it's a three tier structure which has been proposed there is an advisory council at the top which is supposed to give out meet once a year and give broad direction to the national commission then the, the second level there's a national commission which comprises of representatives yeah. from each of the states and also it has a uh, few members nominated by the central government. So, but again, they are basically all, none of them is an elected member from the different constituencies. So, the constituencies really are, would be practicing uh, physicians of the uh, system, the teaching faculties, uh, and uh, basically these two are the main ones. And so, so we don't have any, I mean, in fact, that is one of the main criticisms to this. Okay, it's time for a break. When we come back, we'll discuss the provisions pertaining to the different institutional authorities that are being established under the ambit of this bill. Welcome back. The bill that we are discussing today seeks to regulate and standardize the education practice of Indian system medicine. The bill sets up a regulatory authority at the national level with four autonomous boards to establish certain standards of education and practice by practitioners of the Indian system of medicine. The responsibilities of the National Commission for Indian System of Medicine includes developing institutions and ensuring quality education of systems of Ayurveda, Yunani, Siddha and Sovarikpa. Under this commission, four autonomous boards will be set up. These include the Board of Ayurveda, the Board of Yunani, Siddha and Sovarigba, the Medicine Assessment and Rating Board for Indian System of Medicine and the Board of Ethics and Registration for Indian System of Medicine. In the same manner, uh, Modi government is just trying their level best to just grow Ayurveda and Indian System of Medicine and they feel so that this, this system of medicine should also touch the new heights. So what I feel so in the last uh, couple of years uh, and in the last governments, what happened that they, they were was more concentrating on the allopathic front and uh, in the financial bills also that the most of the chunk of the revenues were related to the allopatha. So obviously that when the chunk of the revenues are with allopathy, the allopathy will, will more grow. We are not against that, but we feel so that it should be balanced. Because Ayurveda is the Indian system of medicines, a chunk part of the Indian system of medicines is the Ayurveda, because Ayurveda belongs to India. These four autonomous boards will carry out the function of regulating medical education, medical institutions and also the practice of Indian system of medicine. 
The purpose of establishing these regulatory boards is to ensure that there is transparency and accountability in the education system and for those who want to avail these health services. It's not the government which regulates them. Presently, there is a regulatory body for Ayurveda. It's called the CCIM for Ayurveda and Yunani, Central Council of Indian Medicine. So they maintain a register of uh, practitioners who are allowed to practice and who have the requisite qualifications. And any breach of discipline of a code of ethics is basically taken up by the subcommittees of this uh, council. So it's the CCIM which regulates the practice of these uh, systems of medicine. Under the bill, the central government will establish an advisory council for Indian system of medicine. It will include the chairperson of National Commission for Indian System of Medicine, representatives from the states and persons holding the post of director in the Indian Institutes of Technology, Indian Institutes of Management and the Indian Institutes of Science. The purpose of this council is to facilitate dialogue between the states and the National Commission in shaping the agenda relating to medical education, training and research. Dr. Trikuna, you've been talking about this, uh, the change uh, in the existing act and the need for a new bill for some time. And what do you think is now going to the impact of this bill on, let's say, education institutions which are delivering education in the Ayush field? The intention of government is good to bring out this bill. And we, we, because we have been demanding that the bill should be more transparent so that the education level should be higher. But I have seen that in bill, there are a lot of things which has to be changed. Like it is not more, more, it should be more democratic. We should have more people from the states who are elected members. Like there are 400,000 Ayurvedic practitioners in India. They didn't have much representation, not representation in this bill. So they should be in uh, one people from the 20,000 or maybe even, even more that should come by election. Then in the, even in the nomination, what they have proposed is, that the person who, who, sh who sh he should be a PG scholar like that. But in, even in Ayurveda or even Yunani, the scholars who are very highly scholars who, who, are, who are taught PG are not, are not PG. So they will not come in this bill. So it should be removed the PG qualification. Second thing is that the, about the age. The age they put it 70. I think 70 is too less. It should be minimum should be 75 or 80. And the third point is that they have written that once year for four years, Bamba, you cannot come again. So if this also should be removed, that other pe good people should come in this board. Okay. So, you know, I, I really wanted to, you know, take that uh, conversation towards, there's a bill and it's going to have an impact on three kinds of people. It'll have an impact on teachers, it'll have an impact on students, and it'll have an impact on patients. And uh, Dr. Rahman, I wanted to ask you, what will be the impact of this bill on, let's say, students of this, uh, students of Ayush and teachers or educational institutions who are teaching uh, this? The, I feel the biggest beneficiaries are going to be the students only. Because in education, if the institution is up to the mark, then only the good education can be provided to the students. If the teachers are good, institutions are having all the facilities which has been recommended. And I mean, an honest committee is uh, making the visitation, giving the right reports. Then of course, the students are going to be benefited and ultimately the patients are going to be benefited by this bill. One thing I wanted to point out in this bill, you know, there are four boards, one board for Ayurveda and second board is for Yunani, Siddha and Suvaripa. Because of these are three uh, separate systems, Yunani system medicine, Siddha system medicine and uh, Suvaripa, it's a 
uh, I think it's a, a sort of a transformation of uh, Ayurveda being practiced in a, a trans Himalayan region. Mm. But the size of uh, uh, Unani system medicine in the country is much more larger than the Siddha and uh, Suvarikpa. Suvarikpa is in trans Himalayan, hardly there are two or three institutions. And similarly for the Siddha, it is practiced in the southern part of the country, especially in Tamil Nadu. It is having four or five, uh, you know, only uh, institution. Whereas Yunani's institution in the country are about 60. So the size is big. So their representation is less in respect to the Siddha and Swarikpa. So, so their representation the, must be more. So you're saying the board should be on the size of the current existing institution. Exactly. Exactly. But Mr. Shan, would the idea not be uh, that? Uh, uh, no, let me put in, an, I, as far as my understanding goes, there are supposed to be five boards. Three boards are the functional boards, uh, one board representing Ayurveda, Siddha and Suvaripa, the second board representing Yoga, Naturopathy and the third board representing the Yunani system. But these three boards are largely again in a way advisory and confined and their role is confined to the policy level. The two far more important boards in terms of operational issues, the first one is the medical assessment and the rating board. Yeah. Now this is the board which will in a way uh, inspect and approve colleges and also rate them on a certain scale in terms of the availability of infrastructure and the standards. And the second board is the one on ethics and the registration of practitioners. Mm. So these are the two boards which will have the larger operational responsibilities and they cover the entire gamut of Indian medicine and not confined to any particular systems. So now what you are saying is what would happen is that if an educational system does not, education institution does not conform to the prescribed standards as per the bill, there is a possibility that their accreditation can be taken away and they might not be allowed to teach that particular course. Is that what you say? Yes, of course. I mean, this provision was always there in the earlier legislation, in the existing legislation also. But as Trigunanji said, because of various interests, the provisions have been diluted the, or they have not been implemented in the right spirit or been selectively implemented. So these are the kind of distortions which have crept in and mainly under pressure of vested interests. Okay. So the new board which will represent a much wider section, even though it's nominated, is supposed to be more objective and more transparent. Okay. Uh, Dr. Triguna, the bill has now gone to a parliamentary standing committee. So, you know, uh, all stakeholders will now have an opportunity to give their remarks on the bill. What are those two or three points that you would like to say, you know, other than the ones about democratization of the board that you would want to see in the bill? I have already represented it from the All India as a Congress. Actually, I would like to say that the government and even the Raj Sabha or the Lok Sabha, they should also consult the stakeholders. The stakeholders like the All India the Congress is the apex body from, for, for India, yeah. which is almost like 120 years old now, which is uh, taking for the education, for the research in India for a long time, for more than a century. So they should consult all these organizations how to bring this bill because they are, they are the people who have uh, brought this education or the research or the medicine even in this department or they have they are the pointers to make this ministry even or the department so mm. they should be consulted and we have also represented to the chairman of this uh, Raj Sabha committee that these are some points which should be done and it should not be passed in a hassle way and uh, more democratic uh, people should come in this bill so that the bill should represent like looks like that it's a more, much broader representation more broader and it should be represented by all over India it's not yeah. only the nominated board nomination should be there good people should be there 
but it should have more democratic and more elected peoples. Great. Dr. Rahman, I would want to close the show with you. So if you can now lay out as to what you think is the bill doing and you know what are the safeguards that the bill is building in so that all the regulatory institutions can work together. I think it's a very nice bill, comprehensive bill. And uh, if it comes into the existence, then of course the status of education in the India is going to be improved, number one. Number two, I think this bill is not talking about the research. Some component of the research must be there. Okay. Dr. Sharan, any finding? Uh, yes, just one small point. One of the provisions is that there will be a common entrance test mm. along with the modern medicine system. Okay. Uh, I think to retain the entity, there should be a separate entrance test for the IU system. Okay, great. Uh, I wanted to thank all of you for joining us on this discussion. It is time now for us to end the show. You can watch our shows on the Rajasabha TV page on YouTube. We will be back with a new issue and a new episode. Keep watching Rajasabha TV.